Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Luke Zimmerman, your co-host for Coffee with Clara, and welcome to the jungle. <laughs> and, and my name is Melissa Myers. I'm your co-host for Coffee with Clara, and I already can't stop laughing at, at our, our song choice for this. this. <laughs> That's right. Welcome to the jungle, baby. The, the jungle that is disaster services. That's what we're talking about. Disaster services, preparedness, mass care, logistics, all of the above. That's a right. A known as the jungle. AKA <laughs> known as the jungle. <laughs> so that was cur courtesy of Guns N' Roses. We got to uh, um, thank those who make up make this beautiful music. Uh, I was going to pick Luke Bryant, Hunting Fish and Loving Every Day, but I thought I might mix it up a little bit. Stop. Right. Remember, we put an end to that, Luke. That was that that song was part of our last series. This is our first show in our new series. I mean, if you recall, that song was actually on our main podcast intro uh, briefing. So it's really the the song that sets the stage for the entire podcast. So all the series is right. Mm -hmm. It's 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 kind of like at that OM level, you know, where it kind of covers everything. Right. At the OM level, is that what you said? Mm -hmm. See, we're not even a minute into it, and you need to pull out your wallet, and you need to send me a $20 bill. Oh, because, you're right. <laughs> because you're you're acronym it up right away, and, and uh, OM. Luke, please explain to me what OM is. It means, oh my gosh. Yeah. No. <laughs> you're going to have to. OM stands for Operations Management. That's right. It also stands for OMG because Luke has to explain to his wife why he needs to send me another $20. Yes. Yeah, so, so on our podcast, we have a, a game going on that for somehow it, it doesn't matter if it's Melissa or myself that says an acronym without spelling it out. Uh, I still send her $20 every time. So <laughs> That's uh, right. um, I think it's a great deal. I like it. I like it a lot. So when you say an acronym, Melissa wins and I lose. That's right. Oh. That's right. When Luke says an acronym, Melissa wins and Luke loses. Exactly. Exactly. So it's kind you of know a... What's different there? It's a one-way street. One <laughs> All right. All right. So on to our new series. Welcome back, everyone. We hope that you are able to... Uh, catch a few, if not all of our last podcast podcast series, which was getting back to basics. And this is our next, and I think, Luke, we said six episodes six. in this next series. That's right. This is a six series, baby. It is. And it's when the going gets tough, like, welcome to the jungle. We got our, our stuff. We're going to plow through the jungle. We're in rough times. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. When the going gets tough. The Red Cross gets going. There you go. The Red Cross gets going. Luke. Yes, that's right. So, Luke, before we talk a little bit about this series, I'm yes. going to tell you that you forgot. Is this just really going to be a thing with you? For I, like I, I didn't forget. I was waiting for you to tell me that I forgot. But we, we, I'm assuming that we have a sponsor. I don't know who's sponsoring us this, this, this episode, though. Well, I thought it would be a nice kind of insight into this podcast about what we're going to be talking about. But our sponsor today is going to be BAT. Do you Bat. know what that is? BAT? Yeah. BAT, B-A-T. Um, no, I, don't, I do not know. Okay. So BAT is an acronym. Okay. And it's, it stands for 
basic aid training, right? It was one of those old um, preparedness, health and safety things, kind of like Masters of Disaster was. And it, the logo was an actual bat, and it was called bat training. It was basic aid training. See, I would I would misunderstand people. I would think they're saying bad training. <laughs> right. Like Michael Jackson, like you're expecting to fall out like a leather jacket. That's right. I'm bad. <laughs> That's always good when we can get Luke singing right away in the podcast. It's it's going to be a great episode, folks. Strap in, sit down, make some microwave popcorn, enjoy yourselves, because uh, it's going to be a very, very fun hour. It is. It is. Hour-ish. I don't know. We always run a little over, just under. A little over, a little under. You know what? At the end of the day, we're having fun. So. <laughs> it is. All right. So back, getting back to where we are, this series... Yes. What are we going to be talking about? Like, what can they look forward to from listening to Luke and Melissa, Luke and Melissa yet again? Yeah. You know, honestly, I don't know. I'm just making this up as I go. So. <laughs> right. Okay. So why don't I tell you, Luke, what we're going to be doing? All right. That's That, that, that works. Okay. So uh, in this uh, When the Going Gets Tough series, we're going to talk, we're going to break it down for you about what Disaster Cycle Services does. And then we're going to, that podcast is going to focus um, on that specific topic. So like today, we're going to talk a lot about preparedness, right? Stazzle. 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 <laughs> Sound the alarm, save a life. Stazzle. You almost forgot your own rule. You almost owed me another $20. <laughs> That's why I didn't want you to forget. So, Okay. And then uh, one of the other podcasts, we're going to talk about all things mass care, right? That's a pretty big yep. uh, group activity position, a gap, if you will. Uh, and then uh, individual care, individual disaster care. IDC. IDC. Uh, so that is our uh, health services, disaster mental health, spiritual care, disability integration, really grown leaps and bounds. Yep. Um, log. Loggies. We have a log. lot of loggies out there, baby. That's right. We do. That is people and stuff. That people is logistics. That's right. People and stuff. Staff and stuff. That's what they do. They love it. Yeah stuff right so we'll talk logistics and then we'll have one that's kind of clumped together we're going to talk a little bit about external relations right those are people that are working with community partners we're going to talk a little bit of information and planning that's where our disaster assessment falls under amongst other things uh and then our oms and i guess i don't need to specify what oms are um, because oh um, <laughs> we're going to talk about our oms <laughs> Uh, that's our operations management, too. And then um, finally, we'll also have one on recovery. So all things recovery that we have as well. So that's kind of the breakdown of the next series. Cool, cool. Let's do it. I'm ready. That's right. Well, we're already today's preparedness. And I'm going to reiterate, if you can, everyone, follow us on Twitter. It's really easy to sign up. Just put in a username and password. When you search, you're going to search for coffee with Clara, and then you're going to press like and follow. You And you must like us. You all have to like us on Twitter. Right. It's a yes. rule. Right. Our, uh, our solid 200 listeners. We, 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 we have had over 286 tune-ins uh, since we started, which we are just so thankful for um, and amazed that 286 people 
um, have taken the time to listen to me um, embarrass myself um, <laughs> on a regular basis. So um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to be a part of that and watch it grow and, and um, get a lot of feedback from you guys. But again, we this is an open door policy. Um, we're an open book and um, we are willing to take any suggestions, feedback, uh, thoughts that you guys have. Uh, this is for you guys, right? The volunteers. So please send us your thoughts. Um, stay involved. The best way to do that is on Twitter. You can just tweet right there and we can just see all your tweets and, and respond directly. Um, or if you guys want to be on the show um, or have some mission moments, we'd love to talk about those too. Absolutely, we would. Yeah, I would like to say thank you to those folks that have tuned in. Um, Luke, we do have on our Twitter page someone that follows us all the way from Florida. Wow. Which, yeah, right? If yeah. those of you that may not remember, we're from Wisconsin and Southern Illinois. Let me Illinois. Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois. Yeah. Um, so for, yeah, Florida, what that means, though, is that if you like us, share it with your friends. Share the link. Um, have them follow us on Twitter. Uh, we are for volunteers out there. They don't just have to be from Wisconsin or Illinois. Yep. I think the Florida people t tuned in when um, we were talking about uh, snow natos. They were like, we've never had a snow nato before. I'm kind of interested in that. So. Right. Or what a snow snake is. The snow snake. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, if, and if you guys want to find out about those, you got to tune in to previous podcasts. Right. Or maybe they actually um, also uh, heard about us talking about Louisiana and they're like, maybe they're going to talk about Florida. <laughs> That's true. Those, <laughs> those states go hand in hand, it seemed like, you know. Right. When one right. hurricane hits one, the other one gets left out, and then they want a hurricane too. So <laughs> I want a hurricane. It's a hurricane. We're like the Oprah Winfrey's of disaster hurricanes, and you get a hurricane, and you get a hurricane, hurricane and you get a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> That's so not sad, but it's funny. Um, yeah. Anyway, so moving on, preparedness. What what is that? What's preparedness, Melissa? Uh, well, it is uh, it is our first step in our disaster cycle that we Ooh. have. Yep. Right. Prepare, respond, recover. Um, and That's preparedness right. is um, we have lots of different things going on with preparedness. So we have pillowcase project is out there. Yep. Right. Stazzle. Stazzle. Sound the alarm, save a life is out there. That's a pretty big campaign. Um, we have, if you would remember, those of us that are maybe old school, Masters of Disaster was yep. big preparedness. I used to, when I was in AmeriCorps, I did, and I talked about this before, I did CDE, which they called Community Disaster Education. I've heard and, of that before. Yeah. Right. And so it was my job to go around and do presentations and talk about preparedness, right? And it was the five basic steps we had that I can still regurgitate. Make a plan. Build a kit get trained, donate blood, and volunteer. <laughs> I could say this stuff in my sleep. You put me on the spot, and all of a sudden I blank. That's right. So what you're saying is you have to donate blood to be prepared? I was confused well, by that. What does that it's mean? Helping, it's helping your community be prepared. Absolutely. Oh, that's true. You're right. Yeah. yeah. You got to have blood, that's baby. Right. Well, um, donate blood or financial donations too, Ooh. helping us Big be ready, all, all kinds yeah. of donations. Money, yeah. money, money, money. <laughs> money. That was our last show, Luke. <laughs> that was. <laughs> okay, on to this show. So I think we have a very special guest here with us. 
So our guest today is uh, right here from Central and Southern Illinois region. A lot of you might know her, Caitlin Trunnell. Um, she is actually our preparedness manager. Right? Hello, Caitlin. Welcome to Coffee with Clara. Hello. So how are you today, Caitlin? I'm doing all right. I've got my coffee here to join you guys with. Cheers. Everybody, raise your Cheers. glasses. This is Coffee with Clara. Glasses in Cheers. here. Right? We got it. And again, I will have to mention, if you're drinking something stronger than coffee, uh, we don't discriminate on the show. So <laughs> this is this is people to raise their glasses no matter what's in there. Just raise their your coffee. glass. That's right. That's right. So anyway, so so you work with preparedness, right? Like you're the preparedness person. Tell me what preparedness means to you and what all that you do. Um. So. Locally, in our office area, I go by Preparedness Queen. Oh. Um, so that can be a, an official job title. Um, but preparedness is awesome because the Red Cross's mission is to alleviate, is to prevent and alleviate human suffering. And so I'm on the prevent part of that. Um, way better if somebody never has to go through a disaster um, than having us help them pick up the pieces afterwards. Um, so trying to make sure that there are um, less fires, trying to make sure that, um, you know, that people are able to keep themselves and their families and their pets and the things that they love most uh, safe should a disaster happen that's um, out of their control um, and really just trying to, to mitigate the effects of it to begin with. That's cool. Caitlin, I, I love I love so much that you said in that statement. Number one, I think that you spelled out preparedness beautifully. And we talk a lot about the mission statement on here. And so I love that you brought that up. We prevent um, prevent human suffering is, is part of that mission statement. The other point that I loved is that you are the preparedness queen. Like, how did I not know I should have gotten you like a tiara for the event? I I love it. Yes. I, I think that I now will dub myself as the workforce engagement queen. That is now who I am. I love it. That sounds good. New well, job title. Well, I want to be the queen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you a tiara as okay. well, Luke. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, tiara is for everyone. That's right. So I have one other question for you. Sound the alarm, save a life. And we'll talk about this, I'm sure, in just a few more minutes. Now, have you ever heard it? be referred to as Stazel? Only by Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, Melissa, it's a Wisconsin thing. I said that on a call, totally embarrassed myself. People had no idea what I was talking about, and I owe that all to you. And I I love the fact that I could be the point that you would embarrass yourself on a call for. I had no idea it was like a Wisconsin thing whatsoever. We called it Stazel. I thought it was across the board, but but now you just highlighted my day all the more, Luke. But you know what? I stozzled all over the place this past Saturday. I stozzled left and right. I was just there. I stozzled 23 smoke alarms into someone's house. Me. Stozzled. Very nice. Just yeah. the stozzle king. How about that? There you That's go. That's a king. Yes, you can be the Stassel King. There you go. Yeah, so thank you, Caitlin. Those are my initial questions. So talk to me, talk to us a little bit more about, about Stassel, Sound the Alarm, Save a Life. 
I mean, what do you do you focus on all areas like pillowcase? What are the different kind of programs that are involved in preparedness? Um, tell me a little bit more about about the different things within preparedness. Sure. So um, first of all, you asked about sound the alarm and sound the alarm is this um, huge event. Um, sound the alarm save a life is actually something that is technically a year long program. Um, we do it all the time, and that is the uh, the name of our smoke alarm installation program. Um, we do it all the time with local partners, with the help of fire departments, um, making sure that anyone who needs a smoke alarm or needs help installing it or needs help coming up with their two-minute um, escape plan um, has the resources to be able to do that, and we'll help them out with that. Um, and then you have the, the national Sound the Alarm signature event, which is what we're currently in right now. Um, and that is this huge push to install 100,000 smoke alarms um, over the course of like three to five weeks. Um, it's a huge undertaking, but it's really exciting. It's garnering a lot of attention for Red Cross. Um, it helps us get donor dollars because people want to be able to help us make sure that we can get all of those smoke alarms to, to meet our goal. Um, and so it's, it's really great for raising the awareness that people do need to be replacing their smoke alarms, testing their smoke alarms, changing out the batteries, making a plan. Um, and so that is all very, very exciting. Um, yeah. A lot of groups have big signature events, um, like Races for the Cure, Walks for the Cure. And this is going to be our annual signature event similar to that. Awesome. You know, so I, I did help out with... Um a uh, event this past Saturday and and just after that event just monitoring on Facebook um, you know all of my friends and and other Red Cross employees and volunteers from around the country were doing the same thing and it was so cool to see a bunch of Red Crossers together right um, for something good because normally when you get a lot of Red Crossers together for pictures, normally something bad happened and we have to respond to a disaster, right? But now it was really cool to see hundreds of Red Crossers all together, um, you know, throughout the country in these various cities um, for something good, right, to prevent that disaster. It was so cool to see. So it was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I, I agree with you. We had them here in Wisconsin. We just had a big one in Milwaukee, Wisconsin this last weekend. And this next weekend, we have another big one going on in Madison, Wisconsin. And over 700 alarms were installed this last weekend. Um, before Stossel sound the alarm was even out there, I thought it was, um, to your point, Luke, is we had one up in Green Bay that was coordinated by our disaster program manager, Nick Kluppert. And he and really organized all of that on his own, and we installed uh, just about a thousand smoke alarms wow. in one day across the whole county. It was impressive. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of volunteers. Um, it was it was such a cool thing to be a part of. You know, leave it to leave it to Green Bay to just blow everybody out of the water and uh, win, right? Leave it to Green Bay. I know, Luke. Packers do it all the time, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of them winning. I want the Bears to win, and I'm tired of it. Well, to be fair, the Packers did just come to Bloomington. That's so true. That's true. Uh, yep. Shout we out. had a quarterback here for sound the or for uh, the evening of stars. That's right. Uh, just last week. Aaron Rodgers, baby. He was here in Illinois. Mm-hmm. And I think he said he's a Bears fan. He did not. <laughs> 
I think I heard I don't remember that part. Thank you, Caitlin. I don't remember that part either. <laughs> anyway, so so tell me about so we talked about like uh, sound the alarm, the the smoke alarm installation events and you know, we had some big ones here in our region. Um Tell me a little bit about that, because you were pretty much the one in charge of planning it, organizing it. Tell me everything that goes into putting one of these big bad boys together. Um, well, it started off, um, well, the first thing I think that is interesting to know is actually this was supposed to happen this past fall. Um, so we started planning back then, but then with the 2017 hurricane and wildfire season, um, we had to postpone. That way we would be able to uh, be in the best place to respond to those, because um, obviously helping people during disasters does come first. Um, but we rescheduled. We started doing it in the springtime, um, and so it was kind of a lot of um, replanning and just making little adjustments from the, the previous plans that we had. Um, we had telethons to garner appointments here, um, so we went on the news and made sure that everyone was aware um, several times over the course of the day. Um, and then we took all of those appointments and turned them into um, turned them into routes for the actual event days. Um, there was a lot of volunteer recruitment, which was amazing. It's so exciting to see, you know. 100 people just all in the same room for the same cause. Um, a lot of them not connected with Red Cross before, but they just heard what we were doing and were really excited to be a part of it. Um, and the energy of that is just super exciting. I love that part. Um, and there was a lot of work on logistics. I'm sure that Luke can speak to that. Um, he helped out a lot with the logistics sound the alarm, making sure we had the smoke alarms and the ladders and the drills all in the right place at the right time. Um, we're still working on that. Now we have the first big weekend events. Now we've got another set of weekend events coming up and we've got to move things around so they're in the right cities. Um, so there's lots of moving pieces, lots of contacts with, uh, with media and local partners that has to happen. Um, I, to be completely honest, I saw it as that we had we had a whole team of, of staff and volunteers with swords and this big sound the alarm dragon um, that we had to slay. That was the vision that was going in my head over the last few weeks. Um, but we seem to be making significant progress yes. already. Um, we installed over, I think, 700 smoke alarms this past um, weekend over Friday and Saturday. Um, so that was really exciting. And then we had another 100 from the weekend before that. Um, so definitely making progress. Um, there were times where I was really, really nervous about the whole thing just because it's so big. And if one ball drops, then it all kind of starts falling apart. But, yeah. you know, I should have never questioned it because the, the staff and the volunteers that were working on this are all just so amazing. Um, it was really, really exciting to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah, so, there are a lot of different moving parts when you're talking about all those different things, like just logistics, because we going through the same thing. We got had to get all the logistics. Milwaukee and Madison are about an hour and a half apart. Uh, and so to get them all to one city, and now they all just arrived uh, <laughs> on the back part of, of our Madison office in the warehouse area. Now they're kind of retaking that inventory, figuring out where they are. I mean, it's just a massive movement of supplies, that logistics pieces just one component too and it, it, it's impressive to see all of those different moving pieces come together and, and get situated and 
I mean, down to routes, to volunteers, to lunch, to there's a lot of different moving, moving points. But yeah, no, it's a it's a great it's a great cause. You know, I mean, the statistic out there why um, I think part of the initiative was that uh, three out of every four deaths happen in homes that don't have working smoke alarms. Wow. And so, right, you, look, what you were talking about before is this. Um, the it's actually the the stat is that was out there was reducing deaths and injuries by home fires by 25 percent over five years and that's just not the sound the alarm save a life but as you were talking before like we have our our day-to-day our home fire campaign where we are always going to be there to install these smoke alarms but then you know our our rally that we have once a year this big sound alarm save a life um, it's it's for a great a great initiative and and helping save lives. We have what uh, 415, 16, 7, I think 417 um, lives that have, they're accounting for as as uh, saves because we went in there and installed smoke alarms. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I think of, so. I have a cool story um, that it kind of made me realize how much this is needed. Uh, so I, when I was on the install team this past Saturday, and I've done a lot of the installs myself. I love going out. I love going door to door and installing smoke alarms for people. It's probably my, my favorite part of of the whole sound alarm event. Um, but there was this um, old lady that answered the door, unless I told you the story. But um, she actually was confused. You know, I said, "Hey, we're with the Red Cross. We're here to install free smoke smoke alarms." Um, and she said, "Well, what's a smoke alarm?" And I was like, really? Um, well, I was like, well, it's it's um, you know it's a little device that we can install in you know on your ceiling or on your wall throughout your home that that will um, alert you whenever there's smoke in the house. And then she kind of looked at me and was like, well, I don't smoke. You know, and I was like, well, ma'am, um, you know, it's not necessarily for smoke cigarettes. It's more for home fires, right? It'll alert you when your house is on fire. And she looked at me, and she's like, "That's an amazing idea. That's that, that's that's just a great invention." And I felt like Thomas Edison, right, with the light bulb. <laughs> I, I I I did this. I created this for you. But but yeah, and she was so excited, and she got on the phone and started calling her all of her old lady friends, and like, yeah, they have these things called the smoke alarms, and they last for ten years, and you can get them for free. And it was pretty cool to, to to witness that, but also scary that a lot of people don't know that smoke alarms, they've been around for a while. This is nothing new, but um, a lot of people don't think about it. They don't install them. You know, it's scary, right? Yeah. I was really surprised when I first started at Red Cross and realized how many people did not have working smoke alarms and mortified when I realized that my parents didn't have working yeah. smoke alarms because yep. um, they had had the same smoke alarm since they bought the house, and that was, you know, 20-some years ago. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it is it is surprising. We found one smoke alarm um, that somebody had replaced with a current one in Peoria, and what it was was a piece of metal on the smoke alarm would get hot enough that it would cause a like a can of air to push air through a horn. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. That's like an air horn. Um, wow. And so, I had no idea that they ever made those. But... So, so that gives a new meaning to the term blowing hot air, right? <laughs> right. Luke, it's something 
that you do, but then there were technical devices as well at one point, it sounds like. It's actually called the, the that's what it's known for. It's it's the Luke alarm. It's <laughs> it blows up there. Right. So it's, that's a good point, though. I think that it's great to bring up that you were mortified that your parents didn't have one because, you know, part of this initiative isn't just like, um, you know, we're reaching out to folks that are out in the community. But, you know, those of us that are paid staff, all of our volunteers, like this is this is meant to save your life. And, and we're here to go and install in your house as well. This is for across the board, anyone needing it. Um, I know that uh, for certain states, you can go to our kind of ongoing initiative. You can go to um, getasmokealarm.org and, and sign up. There are certain states that don't participate. If you, um, if you go to that website and don't see your state, you can just call 1-800-RED-CROSS and find out where, um, where to contact within your local area. And that's what signs you up. And then you're going to have a team of people that are going to come out and, um, and install a smoke alarm for you. Yep, it's that easy. It's that easy. Hey, so talking, I know we have a lot with smoke alarms going on right now, but talk to me a little bit about some of the other preparedness stuff too. There's what pillowcase, and then, and then, and then I don't know what is it. It's some sort of penguin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really understand. I brought visual props. <sighs> so. First off, we have the pillowcase project. Super exciting and awesome. Um, here is my pillowcase. Oh, that's cool. It's got a dog on it. It's got a dog, a heart. Is that a sun? It's a pug. It's my pug. Oh, it's a pug. Uh, I am not that good of an artist. I outsourced the artwork for it from a friend. <laughs> I was say, it, was, it was well done. Yeah. Um, so Pillowcase Project is geared for third to fifth graders. Um, we did studies, and it, that was where the people who were going to uh, go home and be excited and bug their parents the most. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. um, so we teach them all about a local hazard. Um, here, that tends to be tornadoes most frequently, but also some floods and some winter storms. Um, and then also, every kid learns about home fires, since statistically that's the one that... Um, has the most chance of impacting them. Um, and it teaches the kids how to stay safe. We teach them how to build a preparedness kit, um, which they put inside their pillowcase. And that way they'll have um, the things that they need should a disaster happen, as well as we encourage um, for them to put some sort of item that's comforting to them in there um, in order to help with all of the stress that um, emergencies can cause. And it also teaches them a psychosocial coping skill, um, like a deep breathing exercise, um, things like that, to help them be calm in the event of an emergency so they can think clearly and uh, make good decisions. Um, so it's a really fantastic program. Uh, it gets updated every single year, which I love. Um, it's always the most current, up-to-date information. It goes through our National Scientific Advisory Board. Teachers help create it. Um, it's just a really top-notch program, and we're able to teach uh, thousands of kids with it in our region every year. And the feedback that we get from the teachers and the students, the thank you letters that we get are all just, um, you know, everybody just loves this program, and it's so much fun. The, the kids really enjoy it. It is, and it's sponsored by Disney, is that right? It sure is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so, yeah, it was created originally um, back with Hurricane Katrina and then used um, kind of as, as art therapy because the kids get to design their own pillowcase as well as um, teaching them about how to be prepared for the next hurricane. And Disney found out about it. Um, they really loved it. And so um, they've sponsored it to go all across the United States. It was a pilot program for, for three years, and now it's just something that we do. That's awesome. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, that's such a cool story. I I love hearing about how the Red Cross can, you know, be so forward thinking and to be able to take something bad that happens for a disaster and turn that around into, you know, something good that we do throughout the year, uh, throughout the country, right, for everybody. So, you know, yeah, her, Katrina was awful. You know, the, the whole story of kids, you know, putting all their items into pillowcases and that's all they had. But somehow the Red Cross was able to take that and transform it into, you know, a way to educate youth and also their families, you know, um, throughout the country. That's pretty powerful. Pretty cool story. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and it's actually a myth that um, that Red Cross saw kids putting their stuff oh. into pillowcases. It was actually college students oh. um, that were putting their items into pillowcases during Hurricane Katrina. Wow. Well, that makes okay. sense. Idea. That, that makes sense that college. That, that you prove you prove Luke wrong, Caitlin. Again, bravo, hats off. Well, <laughs> that, um, not many people prove me wrong. So I think we have um, coming up pretty soon. We're not going to do it now, but we have a segment of the show. It's going to be class time with Clara, um, where I will be pitted. My vast knowledge of Red Cross worldness will will be against Caitlin to see who is the class time with Clara champion. Right. And you know why I like that it's called class time with Clara is that Luke's about to get schooled. Wow. <laughs> You've been holding on to that for a while. You have no idea how long I've been holding on to that. That's and you like fed me the bread and butter right there. That did not just come to you. That that was yeah, that was that was well done. Touche, my friend. Touche. Touche. Hey, before before we move into our class time, our our uh, class time with Clara. Caitlin, talk to me. I I'm dying to know. I've been waiting for this. What is going on with the penguin? Is there some sort of penguin you guys use or what? I see the picture. Penguin. Okay, so tell me. <laughs> so um, it's currently in a pilot program, um, which means that it's just getting off the ground. We're still testing it and working out the kinks. Um, but it is called Prepare with Pedro. Um, it's something that the Central and Southern Illinois region is um, a part of the pilot for. And it is um, similar to the Pillowcase Project. It's got um, some similar vibes in that we're teaching kids about local hazards and we're teaching kids about fire safety and we're teaching them a coping skill. Um, but this is geared for kids that are from kindergarten through second grade. Um, so we'll have a whole suite of things that we can offer those elementary school age kids um, that is going to be um, updated all the time and has um, has some really good resources for them. It comes with a storybook, and so it's like we go to the kids and we're we're telling them a story, um, and then they do have like a physical exercise that they can do where we take a big sheet um, and they can practice like going underneath it so to simulate like what it would be like to go under the smoke in case of a fire because um, it's really important with that age to have like a physical activity that you're doing to help reinforce um, 
reinforce the message that you're teaching. Um, so now we have both pillowcases and sheets, and I'm looking forward to seeing if we come out with one that's got a comforter. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Caitlin, tell me with this Pedro, um, Pedro the Penguin, will there be a costume that I can wear? Um, you know, some other pilot regions are utilizing a costume. Okay. Um, I, I have seen the person at National um, who is working on this, um, Hillary Palate, wear a, a penguin costume while giving updates about this at a conference, and that was pretty fantastic. Um, but our region decided to go with puppets. We are a puppet-heavy region here. Yeah, we like puppets here. You're right. You're That's, right. Is that like an <laughs> Illinois thing, a puppets or is that what i've never heard of that puppets really yeah tell me more i'm so intrigued by the penguin now you've got me on puppets what <laughs> puppets penguins pillowcases i love my job yeah. oh that's so awesome now here's the thing i think we still can dress luke up but like let's get him do you remember like in mary poppins like get him in a tuxedo and then we'll like half sew his legs together so he has to like waddle around in his tux suit like he's <laughs> I can get on board with this. Right. Right. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you for sharing all this stuff about uh, about Pe Pedro the Penguin. Pedro the Penguin. Pedro the Penguin. I love that you're gearing up, that we have yet another um, another event going on that's targeting even the younger ones, too. Because I do, even with my own son, so my, so my son is 12 now, but even when he was little, I always talked to him like, where your two ways out and really uh, concentrating on the physical movement of him. Um, you know, if you couldn't get out this door, where else would you go? And even before pillowcase, you know, having our meeting location outside, you know, you always get yourself out. Like, you know, we all will get out our own way. If there's a fire in the house, you need to concentrate on getting you out. And it really was a lot of that physical reinforcement that I did with him that he still remembers now at 12. And I was doing it with him when he was in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I have a two year old that is very proud to be able to walk around the house going smoke alarm, say beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure is annoying to his dad as he's trying to cook dinner. <laughs> right. You know what I get? So what I got from my husband and it goes back to I forget the comedian's name, but he loves him, whoever he is. I don't know. He's the guy that smokes cigars and drinks the brandy, runs someone. But so right. Ron White. And mm -hmm. so I I cook and the smoke alarm will go off and he's like, honey, you should probably stop cooking before that particular buzzer goes off. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah. Love no, it. It's, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean like we got Pedro the penguin, we got pillowcases, we got preparedness in general. We kind of dived into all that stuff. Sound the alarm, big deal. It's happening now. Get involved. You know, we got events popping up everywhere across the country. Uh, probably one near you guys, so definitely get ready for that. Um, I don't, I don't know about you, Melissa, but I'm kind of ready to go, to, go to school. Right. So those of you that don't know, this is our first one. As you might have remembered in our past uh, podcast, I like to quiz Luke. Um, I, I'm really sorry, just to prove him wrong sometimes. But I like to quiz Luke, and then he shattered that last time when he's like, "Oh, 13.6 million." Feeling like he was maybe cheating just I, a tad. Not cheating at all. I know those numbers off the top of my head, and you did not send me the answers to the questions in notes before the podcast. That did not happen. So. That did 
No, never, never. So uh, we've decided that when we have our guests on, we're going to have a little fun time with them, and we're going to call it Class Time with Clara, where I'm going to put our guest up against Luke for who has, who can answer, and it'll be three questions you'll each get, and whoever has the most correct answers uh, will win a small prize, okay? Ooh. Caitlin, are you ready? I'm ready. Luke, are you ready? Not yet. Hold on. Oh, get out of here. He's stretching. All right. I'm ready. I'm you want ready. me to play Eye of the Tiger for you? Will that help? Yes, that, that will actually help. Okay. I'm going to start out with you, Luke, okay? okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you home field advantage. We'll call it that. Oh, I got a headache. All right. All right. So, Luke, your question, and not all these questions will necessarily be Red Cross related, but I am going to start off with one question for you, Luke. Luke. How many gap boxes, okay, group activity position, and we have a big chart, and each little box has, um, like, MC slash SH, and then you can be an SVSAMN, so mm -hmm. mass care sheltering. I owe you, now, like, $150 right now. You, <laughs> you don't... You don't need to come one out for, like, SASV, just, like, mass care sheltering is a little box, okay? Okay. Okay, so how many different gap boxes are on our gap chart? So I have to get it exactly, or can I get it somewhat close to that number? Because that's an exact number that... I'll see I... if you if you come within five, I'll give it to you. Oh! Uh, you know, it. this is where I, I wished I would have been good at my job and posted it on my wall, because then I could look at it and not cheat. Um, but I don't have that. I honestly have nothing important or nothing good on my wall. Are you? Do you have a chart in front of you? No. Are you counting? I'm no. looking at my, all my random stuff I have on my wall that I haven't looked at in like a year. I was hoping that gap chart was on there, but I guess it's not. Um, it's just a bunch of odd paperwork that's about a year outda outdated. Um, anyway, so how many? I'm going to say 35. Yeah, Luke, you, you lost that one. Wah, wah. What, what That's what we need. 65. No way. Yep, no 65. No way. I'm telling you, count them. You should pull up the cap chart, and it, every, there are 65 different boxes. 65. That's right. You are insane. <laughs> I didn't make the chart up. That's a lot of gaps. <laughs> That's a lot of gaps. That's a lot of gaps, right. Wow. Okay, so, so Caitlin... Okay, this question is for you, and by far, I think, probably the most important of the entire podcast, okay? Who has won more Super Bowls, the Bears or the Packers? Caitlin, all right, who's who's your co-worker? Think about this. Who's your co-worker, and who loves you? She wants to win. She wants to win. She's playing a game, Luke. Don't right. steer her off. All right. Caitlin, who has won more Super Bowls, the Bears or the Packers? Uh, well, I've never actually watched a game of, what is it, the National Football something? Um, <laughs> so, given that you're asking me this question and not Luke, I'm going to go with the Packers. Uh, That's right. Yay! Caitlin has a point. <laughs> she hasn't won yet. Let's, let's pump the brakes. All right. Okay. So, Luke, in all fairness, I'm going to ask you um, a non-Red Cross question, too, because I want to keep this fair, okay? 
That's all I'm doing here is keeping this fair. It's, I'm sure that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> Luke, <laughs> your question. How many times has Henry VIII of England been married? Well, I'm Henry VIII, I am. Oh, and help him. <laughs> well, there was, what, Jane, right? And then there was the first lady, Catherine. Um, I cannot believe you're actually regurgitating names. I thought that you'd be totally devastated by this question. <laughs> I watched, what's that show on Netflix that my wife's really into where it goes through, it's like a soap opera, but it's, is it Henry VIII? Is that it? I, I, I watched it, so I feel like I know this. Uh, can I get like a close, like within two or three? Can I get that? Please? How? No, it's not, it's not like 50. <laughs> no, I can't. I'll give you within two. If you come in with two, I'll give Let's it to you. Eight. Okay, you're going to get it because of that new two-person rule, but it was six. Booyah, baby! Boom, boom! Is that That's two ridiculous. points? Do I get two points? You get one point. All right. One point. That's all you get. Okay, so Caitlin, your next question. Now, this is a doozy. Okay. Who was the founder of the American Red Cross? Oh, Jesus. Hmm. As, <laughs> as you're drinking coffee. Hmm. Of the American Red Cross? Of the American Red Cross. I think that's Clara Barton. It is Clara Barton. Good job. That's two points for Caitlin. She gets... was a Christmas baby. What's that? She was a Christmas baby. Really? really? Yeah, she was born on Christmas. I didn't know that. Luke will have to ask her that next time she's on the show. She will. So just to reiterate questions here before we move into the final round, is that Caitlin has two points for two correct answers. Yeah. And Luke has one because he was only able to answer one correct answer so far. Well, it, it ain't uh, over. It ain't over. No. It's not. It could be a tie. We'd have to go right. to a tiebreaker. So is is the tie like a double, maybe like the question three is double or nothing? I'm good with that. Are, are you done with that, Caitlin, too? We're kind of making up this game as we go. Third question is going to be double or nothing. All right. So, Luke. All right. Your question. Yes. What is the most expensive movie ever made? The most expensive movie? Like, in today's dollars or just in general? It cost the most money to make it in in history. <sighs> like not a hundred years ago, you know, a no. hundred dollars was not a hundred dollars today. Like you're saying. Oh, no, this is, the, in all fairness, that's a good question. No, we are. This is overall. It's a. It's a within the last uh, ten years. I'm gonna say, um, the Avengers, Marvel, the, the Infinity War, the one that that's, came out. That's a, good, that's a good guess. That you're not right though. Um, <laughs> No, so I actually thought this was pretty interesting. I'm really sorry. I totally rigged this game because I did give you a lot of hard questions. Luke, you rigged it. 
I'll play more fair next time. But uh, the answer is Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. What? That was the most expensive movie? I That is wrong. It was like $377 million. It probably would have been that one. Yeah. That's what I yeah. was thinking, too. I was thinking Jurassic Park, maybe. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, I guess, you know, in, in the specific one on Stranger Tides. I think that's, what, the third or... I think I it's know. the third one. Yeah. All right. So, Caitlin, this is just more, like, cherry icing on the cake no. for you. No, this is double or nothing. So, if she gets it wrong, then we're both at zero. And we and then it goes for a tiebreaker. You said it yourself. Okay. Ha, okay. Ha. All right. So, Caitlin, who is the current... American Red Cross. Oh, come on. Don't even finish the sentence. CEO, head of the organization. What What is her name? Hmm. I don't think the answer to this one is also Clara Barton. <laughs> no, it's not Clara. Don't I have to go with Gail McGovern? <sighs> That's right. And the winner. Dun, 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 dun. That's right. Caitlin, our first guest to play this game and she won it hands down blew luke out of the water for congratulations caitlin um on a um not fair (laughs) your part i feel like you cheated um so but but you know it's okay it's okay no no hard points no one cheated I, i i will it was fun. I'm sorry, Luke. I'll, I'll make it more fair next time, but I could not not take the opportunity to mess with you just a little bit. I'm gonna, Clearly, Melissa has a favorite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call this game Luke Loses from now on. <laughs> no, it'll be more fun. We'll, we'll okay. throw it in there. All right. It'll be, All right. It'll be good competition. All right. All right. Uh, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I mean, if I had to lose to anybody, I'm, I'm happy it would be to Caitlin because... Um, she is um, the preparedness queen, right? Kind of hard to beat the queen. Hey, Caitlin, thank you so much for being a guest. Um, we're wrapping up on our time now, so we're going to finish out the podcast. But thank you for joining us. We really appreciate your time and all of the wonderful knowledge that you uh, that you talked to us about with preparedness. Yes. Thank you, Caitlin. All right. Thanks for having me. But See before, you guys later. Well, before you go, oh. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I'm going to kind of put you, um, not in a tough spot, but our listeners, so part of the show is our listeners like to hear mission moments from some of our guests, right? So, and, and it could be anything, big, small, whatever. Um, from So from your time with the Red Cross, give me one of your most um, favorite mission moments. Um. Well, I was teaching a pillowcase project class um, this past, would have been really early spring, maybe February. Okay. Um, And one of the students came up to me after the class and told me about how her grandmother um, went through the hurricanes in Puerto Rico and then came up to stay with them. And so she was going to give her pillowcase to her grandma before she went back to Puerto Rico, um, so her grandma could stay safe from the hurricanes, and that just really touched my heart. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. That's an that awesome is, story. It is, and and so relevant that mm-hmm. yeah, that like when you're doing pillowcases, that not only you know with the age group you're talking about, that they're the ones that are going to come back and bring it back to the home. You know, a lot of statistics went into that. 
Um, but just the fact that that's, you know, they're willing to share. And, and that was the whole idea is that this is the age group that not only is going to hear and absorb this information, but they're most likely the age group that's going to bring it back into the household and say, let's make a plan, mom and dad. Let me, grandma's here because she was affected by the hurricane. Grandma, you take my pillowcase. Let me tell you how you can be safe from the next hurricane. And so I think it just proves and goes to show um, how valuable our um, our our projects that we have going on are and really how they, they hit home and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's, that's awesome. Well, that's anyway, Caitlin, again, thank you for, for joining us. We're very happy to have you and look forward to having you on future shows. Um, and uh, just for me, being a Central and Southern Illinois person, I just want to let you know how thankful I am to call you my coworker. And uh, you're, you're really awesome and you definitely positively affect a lot of lives. Um, you're doing a great job with this big Sound the Alarm endeavor. So uh, thank you and uh, good luck for the rest of this week. Cheers. Cheers. Happy with Clara. Cheers. Clara. I'm not a Slytherin. I'm a Ravenclaw, just to clarify. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Caitlin. All right. See ya. Bye. All righty. That was it. Caitlin Trunnell from Central and Southern Illinois joined us, and she talked wonderful stuff about preparedness. And, um, you know, I, I was kind of thinking, Melissa, um, even though I lost – Right. I lost class time with Clara. I think occasionally, once in a while, it's, you know, it's probably a good thing that I lose sometimes because that kind of keeps me humble. I can't win all the time. Right. Right. At, at everything. So. Right. And and your humbleness is showing like it's just radiating across multiple states right now. So I am just so humble. I'm just yeah. so humble. <laughs> you, you, you just are, Luke. You're just... I'm in awe of your presence, quite frankly. Just just in awe. You and many others. <laughs> yeah. <many>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So, Luke, we got to go over what we always go over. We got to do some important updates, right? Yes. Important updates. Um, the big one, like we talked about earlier, Stossel. Stossel. <laughs> so, am, am I saying it wrong? Stossel? You, yeah, you are saying it wrong. Stossel. Stossel. <laughs> yes, just like that. Stas yes, your face when you say it too. But it Yeah. <laughs> I do have kind of a you know, kind of a disgusted look on my face when I say Stasel. It, it doesn't bring out, you know, the best of me, I will say. Uh, I don't understand what your damage is with Stasel. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know. Well, I liked it when we called it uh the Home Fire campaign. I I, I liked that Home Fire campaign. You know. Yeah. And then before that, it was the Home Fire Preparedness Campaign. Yeah. Yeah. That, I do, vaguely. Yeah. Mixing it up a little bit. Now it is. So, why, so, so what made you guys, like, read that in Wisconsin and think, that spells Stossel? I don't know. I was talking to my coworker who was in the office today and asking him. I, I, I honestly had no idea it was, like, a Wisconsin thing. And so he had a good explanation. He's like, we in the Red Cross, we acronym everything. Why would we not acronym like the longest <laughs> title that we have? Yeah. Sound the alarm, save a life. That's a lot to say, especially when you're typing it constantly or, you know, just on a quick conference call. Like, 
let's talk about sound the alarm save a life. Well, what are you doing for sound the alarm save a life? Well, how's your sound the alarm save a life going? Yeah, it's just it's a it's a lot. And so we did what we do best. I and we <laughs> we called it Stazel. You know, and, leave it leave it to people from. I bet it was from Green Bay, right? Their Lombardi trophies and all their cheese and their winning football teams. They were probably like, you know, there's this great idea. Let's call it Stazel to save people time from saying it. And we'll just hold our Lombardi trophies while we say Stazel. I bet that's where it comes from. It, it probably is because we in Wisconsin, as you know, we need as much thorough time as we can dedicate to Packers, beer, and cheese. <laughs> that's true. That's true. If we're losing four minutes out of our day by saying sound the alarm, save a life, and we can gain those four minutes back, that's a beer and a piece of cheese while watching a, a Packer game. Yeah. Stossel. Yeah, you see, like, I guess in, in central and southern Illinois, so we like our whiskey, mm. right? We like our deer hunting, and, yes. and, and we like to watch football teams lose. So, <laughs> big Bears, Bears fans here. So. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm aware of what's south yeah. of us. You're you're a big Bears fan too. It's okay. Anyway, so so Stazel, um, that's that's going on all throughout the country. We shared some pretty cool stories. It's happening now. Um, just an amazing endeavor to see hundreds and hundreds of Red Cross volunteers and also mainly community partners. I mean, you know, I can't tell you. It was so cool. Shout out to the LDS Church. Um, they came out in droves for our events, and I know in, in Iowa as well. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people from the LDS Church came and helped out. Um, and they do every single event. It's so cool to see. Um, our fire departments were there in force, and I'm sure they were up, up there in Wisconsin as well. Um, you know, that just shows that this is not really um, a Red Cross endeavor. You know, it's, it's an entire community endeavor to help save lives. Um, we're all in this together, and there's so many people have a vested interest, um, you know, in uh, saving lives, right? So cool. It's cool to be a part of. Yeah, we have, obviously, we've had a lot of really great partnerships as well. Um, we just, uh, this last weekend, we partnered up with Harley-Davidson, um, was uh, where they, was the, our big rally point, um, you know, so they were huge contributors to it, fire departments, absolutely, cities, you know, we're partnering up as well. I know they are across the country, but we wouldn't be able to do this alone. There's, there are a lot of moving pieces. Um, sometimes we just need big spaces too, right? If we have a rally point that we're having 100, 150, 200 people show up at, um, you, you know, you don't necessarily have a Red Cross building around the corner that's going to be able to yeah. handle that kind of flow of people and, and organization plus the supplies, right? Yeah. All those smoke alarms, the ladders, the drills, the all of that. So yeah, no, partnering is, is amazing. We've had a lot of, I know across the country, it's been very well uh, accepted and, and um, you know, police departments, fire departments, all very excited that, that we have this initiative going on. So. Yep. It's a cool time to be a member of the American Red Cross. It really is, right? You get energized. You, it's, it's easier to come into work and it's easier to um, you know, ramble on in podcasts and uh, it just, just makes life, life better, you know? Right. Well, I was going to say that. I mean, up until now, like to join now, not only do you have Coffee with Claire going on That's once right. a week, but now you have four past podcast shows you can catch up on. The best of both worlds. Right. right. Uh, be, to be in the Red Cross right now. That's right. Um, so with that, Stazel's a big deal, right? Next, um, important updates, FYI. 
this goes out to all the um, employees that are listening, uh, you know, because we do have some employees. Make sure you do your engage surveys. Uh, they, they just were sent out uh, this morning, I believe, by Gail McGovern herself, him, herself sent yep. those out to all of us. So that's just a way that the organization can, can track, um, you know, all the good and the bad that we're doing. And maybe look, look at the bad and try to work on it, fix it, and make our lives um, a little bit better to, to support the volunteers. Right. Absolutely. And I think the other side of that is that although this engaged survey is really geared towards paid staff, right, you know, right this very minute because we get our annual kind of thing, yep. um, is that volunteers then should always be a keep out when they're Red Cross anniversary. I don't know. Is that like a thing? It's a, yep, it is now. Okay, it is now. Um, the reg, it, when your your anniversary of becoming a Red Cross volunteer is coming up, um, you get what's called a satisfaction survey. Um, so heads up with that, that, you know, you keep an eye out for it. And it's really a lot of the same thing, you know, um, how are we doing? You know, how can we improve? Uh, where are you really seeing some highlights? Um, and, and what input that you have, right? We're all part of this big team together. Yep. So both of us get this. It's just at different, at different points. Yeah. And then also to the volunteers, guys, um, it is 100% confidential. So be honest, right? You know, if, if uh, you have a very good suggestion, you know, maybe some uh, positive criticism, some corrective criticism, uh, that's what those uh, satisfaction surveys are, are for, right? Let us know. Um, you know, it's 100% confidential, and that's how we can address some of these issues and, and make your lives easier and better. Yeah, deliver about. them easier. That's right. Lo lo loving every day. Love <laughs> <laughs> Got to squeeze Luke Bryant in there before the end of the podcast. Got to squeeze him in there, uh, hunting and fishing. So how was your weekend, Melissa? It was beautiful, beautiful weekend here in uh, Illinois. What was it like up there for you guys? What would you do? Gorgeous. Um, 70 degrees, you know, 60 degrees, mm -hmm. nice breeze, sun shining. Yeah. Um, it was great. I took some time off. I, uh, I took um, – <laughs> I had five, I had five days off and four of those days I took a nap. It's amazing. Um, which is like the highlight of my PTO. Uh, did a little artwork. That's kind of what I do in yep. my downtown. I do. And uh, let's, oh, I had a squirrel almost run into my house. I had my back patio door open and my dog likes to lay out on the patio and sun herself during the day. Yeah. So I didn't think anything of it because that way she can just come in and out. You don't have to worry about the screen. And I was in the kitchen and my patio door is open and Bella is like laying still. She's sleeping. That's my dog, Bella. Yeah. And she's laying in the sunlight. And there's this squirrel that's like crossing along my my edge, my the the railing of yeah. of our um of our deck. And all of a sudden it jumped on my patio and then it jumped down like looking straight in the door, like looking at me. And then Bella caught wind of it, and oh my gosh, I've never, <laughs> I've never seen a squirrel jump like six feet straight in, wow. in the air, like over a banister. But the squirrel obviously saw me. The squirrel obviously did not see my 70-pound dog. <laughs> and uh, so that was pretty funny. I almost had a squirrel in the house. That was uh, probably the most excitement that I had. Yeah, that's um, well, pretty exciting. Yeah, you know, it's not every day that you can have a squirrel almost run in your house. Right, right, or or miss my my big pit bull lab seventy pound mixture of a dog. Yeah, um, it was pretty good for me. Uh, pretty good weekend. So we did uh, close um, 
on some land that my wife and I bought. Congratulations! I know we got um, that's like the dream for us, right? So we got about 33 acres of timber and pasture uh, with a nice big old pond, and that's the dream to be able to build a house here pretty soon and and uh, build a big back porch that overlooks the pond that I'll be able to shoot deer from right on my back porch. That's my dream. I want to wake up in the morning, make my coffee, walk outside, you know, in my pajamas, shoot a deer, and then go back to bed. That's, that's life goals. Life that's goals. I have different life goals, but I'm so happy for you that you are <laughs> one step closer to your life goals. I know. Man. You guys have been talking about this for a long time. So congratulations. That's awesome news. Thank you. I mean, I just realized that it's just a just it's going to add to my honeydew list. That's all it is. It's more work, you know, but it'll be worth it. I want to get some cows, uh, maybe some chickens. Um, it'll be good for the kids, right, to kind of live out in the country and have space. And Abel's already wanting a four-wheeler, so I got to get him a four-wheeler pretty soon. So, um, so yeah, it's just uh, – it'll be fun, but – Besides that, mowed my grass. It's a big thing going on now, mowing grass, right? That's right. That's what happens when the snow actually melts. Like yeah. underneath, there's like this layer. Yep. That's like an important update, right? It's grass, it's grass mowing season, baby. It uh, is. It's also severe weather season, baby. Yeah, I know. Gosh. Um, so I was wanting to put off mowing my grass as long as possible, right? You know, because once you just start mowing, then you got to mow every week. And if you just put it off. And I was going to make it a couple more weeks because my grass didn't really need it. But my neighbor decided to mow his grass, right? So then it, my, my wife's like, well, the neighbor mowed their grass. I was kind of looking at me. And it's like, all right, honey, I'll mow the grass. So. I remember having a conversation with your wife shortly ago. Yes. Not a conversation, but she happened to come. We were on the phone. She stopped in to see you. I remember her telling me that you like to take naps in the back room. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Watching television. I do. I do. I I like to relax because you know what? I work so hard. Dang it. I need my relaxed time. But no, yeah, I'm a little bit of a napper. Um, I like to sit down and eat some chips and watch a good show. But uh, But yeah, that's life, right? Loving every day. Loving every day. Napping and eating and watching TV. Gosh. Yep. Hunting and fishing. Hunting and fishing, yeah. But anyway, so with that, uh, that's kind of all of our important updates. Um, so I think it's time that we deuce out, right? Play a little hey. music, exit music. Hey, Luke, so uh, our folks, remember, before we before we end on our, our inspirational, you know, motivation kind of music and give our final piece up, our final deuces, um, remember to follow us on Twitter, Coffee right. with Clara. Um, we really want you to go in and type in your mission moments so we can draw from them on every podcast. If you want to be a guest on the show, it doesn't matter who you are, what line of business you work in. Um, we'd love to have you and, uh, you know, let us know on Twitter, but, right. uh, thank you everyone for listening. And, and now Luke, I'll let you lead us out with our inspirational right. music. Put the peace sign up. Deuces. Deuces, everybody. Um, yeah, so let's get after it. It's a Monday. Let's go. Have a good day, good week. Install some smoke alarms. Save some lives. Stazzle. Fires, stazzle. That's going to happen all the time, everywhere. Um, and just a little rocky to end the day. Right. Right? Man, 
This makes me want to go install smoke alarms right now. Does it make you want to stazzle? Right now, let's go. Are you with me? I'm gonna do it. I got, I got a pen. There's lives waiting to be saved. Waiting. Right. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm motivated. Let's do it. All right. Stop. Stop, everybody. Bye. Peace Bye. out. Thank Adventure. you. Bye.